Welcome to the Happy Holy Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, a doctor of traditional naturopathy and certified brain health professional. Now, those of you that know Happy Holy You, you know that we are all about health and well-being, and we combine all the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, as well as the energetic and emotional aspects to well-being. So on this podcast, you guys, you are going to get a variety of information with different topics that can range from brain health all the way to how your energy field impacts your overall health and well-being. Now, let me remind you that we are not giving medical advice on this podcast, and these are just our personal experiences and information that we are sharing. If you do have any physical or any mental challenges going on in your life, we highly recommend that you seek a medical professional that you have a strong relationship with. All right, you guys, we are going to get started. So here we go. So we ended up getting married, Pam Lewis. We were living in the house that I moved in with Carl. Perfect. Wait, 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 wait. The question was, tell me about a time in your life that you <laughs> felt like it was on a heart level, like one of your proudest times. And you said that it would be the ability for you to have a marriage that is progressing and a family and mm-hmm. to be able to work on that. And then we kind of, I just wanted to backtrack for a moment just to kind of like get some context. Great people in. And so then you had mentioned that you moved from Michigan to Bakersfield, got a job and ended up, you said, writing off the potential of you dating and then ended up in a relationship and pregnant all within like a four month period of time is what I'm understanding. Right. So like I'm going to do a week of yes to extreme things. And one of the extreme things was going on a date with a guy more than once which lend itself to being married in seven months and right. having a child and moving in with Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just just making sure we were on the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's my extremism. So yeah. So no, so we, yeah, we had wedding, wedding, move, uh, you know, living in that small house. And then I just was like, hey, I can't live here anymore. And then where was he living? Oil down. And so then I was like, this is now, this is 2010, by the way, you guys. 2008 we was the recession october 2008 we started dating 2009 got pregnant got married 2010 january 2010 had lewis and then after being in that small house for like six months i'm like oh i I gotta go and by the way every year from when i was 18 i had moved that's another thing about me that like from 18 to about age 26 I moved every single year for eight years. For eight years. I would eight different places. Yeah. And so I was so you're a very efficient mover. Yeah. I mean, I was getting very antsy in that small house. And so I was like, hey, let's I want to go buy a house. So this is 2010. So house price housing price is like great, you know? And I just remember because I didn't realize that Carl like he did not make a lot of money. Well, was that after the Castle and Cook scandal? That- yeah. Yeah. So that everything had come down. Come down. So 2007, yeah. 2000 and 2007, 2000, yeah, 2006 and seven was like every yeah. house through the roof in Bakersfield yeah. specifically. Yeah. So the house that we bought was built in like 07, 08. I remember looking at the, when it was sold before and it sold for 397000 almost $400,000. And we bought it for 216000 
And that's the one you're in now. That's the one we're in now. So you bought one house and stayed in it that whole time. And so now, yeah, so now I've bought one house in the whole time. We kept the his house, so we rented that out. We actually just sold that about a year or so ago. And yeah, so at this point, I didn't realize how poor my husband was. Oh, right? Because... So we got married, had the baby, you know, in 2000. He didn't really get to hit him that well. I mean, if you think about it, like, no, do you know about it? I, I, mean, I wouldn't. He didn't know you had $50,000 in the bank. I like, yeah, and breadwinner. Oh, my like, gosh, thank God, because that's the money we used to put down on the house. But I, like, literally was, like, very confused as to why he had no money, right? Because here I am, the saver, thinking, well, of course, everyone does this, right? Like, when you're young, like, and you do something, you assume everyone else does the same. <laughs> just that yeah, lack lack of life experience right right so you had forty five thousand because you spent five hundred wedding correct yeah. yeah but you know but you know i was saving that whole time and then plus you know moving in with it i was i was saving money too yeah. and it, he was paying the mortgage i wouldn't right he was paying everything and you were working as a teacher and i was working as a teacher so by that time i had my master's degree so i was all the way over on the pay scale you know i would say like people in Teachers in California, like they can't, they can't claim this. Even in Bakersfield, you can't claim that you don't make that much money as a teacher. Like they're they're pulling a as long as you have your masters. I mean, if you have your masters and you'd like have a little bit of longevity, I mean, you work 180, 85 days out of the year. Like you're not doing too bad. I think the pay scale right now, if a teacher's working 10 years for you know like a district I used to work for, you know, you're making a hundred thousand dollars and you're only working 180 days and 85 days out of the year. I mean, come on now, like that what? How much does that equate to a day? Well, curious. Yeah, 180 days at $100,000. So I will tell you one thing that, speaking of how much you make in a day, so when I was in my early 20s, one thing I did is I remember I was at a... $555 a day. Yeah. So not too shabby. I had to. Yeah. So part of my entrepreneurship, I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur, but part of it started the... People don't know this about me. I like was trading stocks for a while on the side. And I remember I was sitting in a meeting, like a huge meeting and really just zoning out, you know, and I was on my phone and I had got an E-Trade account. And I remember I was like, I'm just going to try to buy and sell Apple. And I made like $300 that day just buying and selling Apple from my phone. And I'm like, well, God, if I can make an extra 300, I just, it was like $300 in one day. But I told myself, if I can make an extra $100 a day buying and selling stocks that literally I put in a limit order to buy and then I did a limit order to sell. Then a limit order means like if this stock hits this low price, buy it. That's at $5,600 a year. If you can make $100 a day, that's $35,000. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I started doing that. So then I started to like up my income because I started to day trade. And my, my goal is like, this is when you were 27 around that year. So, well, at the age of 26, you moved in with Carl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you had a child by the age of 27 because your birthday's in October. Yeah. So you turned 27 in October. Mm-hmm. And then he was born in January. And then you started day trading and that in your 27th year yeah. to offset or to supplement your income from a, your teaching salary. Yeah. And you were already had your master's. Mm-hmm. So you're already at the highest end of your pay scale. Looking at it from the perspective of like this is how much I'm going to make for however long I yeah. take here. Yeah. There was no like moving up. I just wanted to read that back right Yeah. Thanks. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, you were talking about your husband not having any money and you're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I just like, it's funny because like our, a lot of our marriage, it was always like, I felt like I was the one that had to like, whatever. And my husband does really well now. And, you know, he just created the business that he always was a big business he worked for. 
when uh, he first started dating. When he first, first started, or yeah, when we were first started, he was working for a company. And then he had an opportunity to purchase that business or start that business for himself. Like how, when did he shift from being an employee of the business to owning it? And so after I had Lewis and I realized that my husband makes like poverty level wages, like I'm not exaggerating by the way. I believe I, cause it was, it, like, it was a company for his grandfather. 20,000. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. And he was being 10. So the only reason I figured this out is because we went to file our taxes together. I was so used to filing my taxes as, you know, single woman and I would get back like four or $5,000 a year. Well, I'd already pre-did the taxes on TurboTax. So I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get this like back, you know, but then I had to like file with my new spouse. And so then I realized we owed money and I'm like, how in the heck do we owe money? And that's when I found out he was being 1099 by his grandpa. Anyway, so I just, I remember, cause at that point I wanted to go buy a house and I just said, you need to go have a conversation, you know, about like that you make like all money. You know, and is he the same age too or is he older? He's two years old. Okay. So through that time he was almost 30, like pushing yeah, out, just yeah. to be 30. Yeah. So he went to his grandpa and of course grandpa was like oh yeah you know gave him a raise and then talked about because it was just him and his grandpa and his grandpa was older and nobody else was helping run this business so literally he was there every day right in and out and this is a labor business by the way you guys so he was like outside sweating his butt off working hard every single day his grandfather was what like 70 and late 70s yeah late 70s yeah yeah so then he started working and to get ownership of the company and then unfortunately his grandpa passed away and then uh, we ended up having to purchase that with what he had what he was working for so but it all worked out just you know so at the how, how soon after garrity was just born okay so he was three years three years yeah and then lewis and garrity are three years apart. yeah yeah like two and a half years so yeah she was like only a couple months Maybe a little bit older when Papa died. So yeah. So within three years, we had you know two kids, and um, he had had a little bit of you know he had a raise in his wages, and then his grandpa died, and you know how family family things go. And then of course, what was said was going to happen didn't happen. But at the end of the day, you know, we purchased. We actually took a line of credit out of our house to pay for the business and to pay for that, that company. So, oh, this is the other thing I didn't tell anyone is that <laughs> with my saving, we paid our house off in like five years. And like literally my goal was to pay the house off in five years. It was like five years and a couple of months. So by the time that I had had Gary in 2012, we bought the house in uh, 2010, we had paid the house down over a hundred thousand dollars. So we were able to get a line of credit against the house to use and just like, cause I was also buying other real estate. And so we ended up using that line of credit to leverage, to purchase a business. Uh, Cause, uh, and, and I think at one point we had to borrow money from my grandparents. Just kind of unfortunate. Cause like nobody else was able to run up you are right? But you know, you know, everyone wants a piece of the pie. Then nobody showed up to work for, you know, how many years. And then everyone feels like they're entitled. And, you know, for us, it, we just didn't want to argue right? anything. We just wanted to, wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. It's like, we're going to pay, you know, X amount of money. And this is his career. This is like, you know, whatever. The thing, we looked at the macro view of things and, you know, it was like, we just have to do this because we don't want to deal with the aftermath. So like, 
pretty much nobody could really say anything because who else is going to put up hundred, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars to buy this company that nobody's worked for, that nobody wants. And yeah, so, you know, we just did what we felt was, you know, with integrity and right to do. And yeah, so now his business is doing great. <laughs> He's thriving. He's not at poverty level. No, and it's for sure not the real moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and then your other question, what did, was there anything else you wanted? No, I, I like, feel like I told everyone way too much information now. <laughs> You know, like you read a timeline of well, how do we get to today actually? Because you already were going down that path. Uh, I might as well finish it. So we're at 2015. You paid off the house because you said yeah. 2000. Yeah, 2015. You paid off the house five years in. You bought it in 2010. 2015. You paid it on. Yeah, 214,000 or something like that. I don't remember. And was I right? 16th. Okay. Yeah, yeah close. Yeah, so close. And then Garrity was like two and a half ish or so. Yeah, Garrity more. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. So she was like three years old. Yep. And uh, Lewis was like five and a half, almost said. Yep. He went to public school, so no longer had to pay that. Oh, they made payment. That was yeah, a huge big win there. Big win. And then Carl had an opportunity to purchase his building or his business right around yep. that year as well. Yep. And you were teaching day trading. Yeah. That's where we left off. Actually, I think he purchased the building, like the whole business aspect with the building in like 2018. And it's all condensing, but 2018, because he finalized everything before his grandmother passed away because we were actually after his grandpa had passed we were in good faith making a payment to her so she could live that room, which who else was going to do that right so that was part of the mouse no, no that was in it that was purchasing that was in good faith that we did because i don't really know to this day but i guess you know it's not like she didn't it wasn't like you know she had a retirement and social security and all that but you know it's family stuff so you know we just made a payment to her every month and then it was like got to the point where you know we had like we need to buy this this whole thing you know what do we do to make that happen and so we had a fair appraisal done and there was x amount of money that it would be and so that's when we leveraged a lot of credit and did all that and paid all that and then a year later or so his grandma had had passed away but we had everything settled before you okay. know. Yeah. really good this is i mean this is like i always like tell everyone like get a living trust like draw everything out because i would not want to put anyone through what we had to go through you know like his grandfather had passed yeah it's just it's all the liability uh, like the legality I mean, and all the, the legality. stress yeah mm-hmm. like all the stress and stuff you know but it goes into like what probate or something all of the yeah you don't want any of that so so anyway, so yeah, that was all done. So 2018, then, you know, you have... That's when you started your business. Yeah, 2018 is when I started my business. So I had left teaching. I left education 2015. And then I went to do more, like, corporate wellness stuff. And then in 2018, started to really find my voice and really realize, like, things are so rigged in the medical field. Realizing, like, a lot of people are sick. A lot of their sickness is coming from their mindset you know and um you know throughout that whole time i struggled with my own you know with pregnancy and everything with postpartum depression and like all sorts of mental health issues so i had to like clean up my act big time and so i started to really invest in my health and my mindset and all that started happy whole you started to go to as many trainings um and just pay for as many you know things i could go to to just like work out myself is that when you met Sue? Yeah, I met Sue, which I've interviewed Sue on the podcast too. Uh, I met Sue in 2019. Okay, so just shortly thereafter. Yeah. 
Yeah, it made sense because right. you're working on yourself and she does a lot of work around yeah. that as well. Yeah, so you start working on yourself, you start attracting the very people that are like, hey, I'm working on myself too. And, you know, like, I mean, that's, you know, and then the power of it, right? Of that frequency. Yeah, yeah. any out of that mindset of yeah. the victim mindset right. and the growth mindset. Right. Getting into, stepping into the growth mindset. Yeah. So you started working on yourself and realizing that the medical field was, I mean, you already had some indications of it before. Oh, yeah. Like the whole ovulation thing and the medical, like, my mental health pills and pills yeah yeah so oh by the way they they told me that there's they called me one day and told me there's a good chance security had down and they told me i could abort her up to 20 weeks and my child is perfectly fine so i mean i've had a lot of little situations that have happened in the medical field i feel like the universe has like made sure that these things happen to me because now it's like for you for me yeah i mean 100 percent. so i had to have these extreme things happen to like start to like jolt me you know because i was a good sheep and would go straight to something's wrong with me can i have a pill oh something's wrong with me i gotta go see a doctor you know and so i was doing that for a long time but yeah so then 2018 started happy when you started working with people online they're like coaching remotely and then i was like i want to open a business i want to open this i want a physical location and we opened one of focatella idaho first because i had met a gal and just we hit it off and so it's like, hey, I have this company called Happy Hill U. And we talked about opening these facilities. And I was like, well, we could call them Happy Hill U. And she's like, oh my God, I love that. So she opened that one in Pocatello. Then we opened in Bakersfield. Then we opened one in, no, we opened one in Colorado, Fort Collins, Colorado. And then opened one in North Carolina. During COVID, we sold the one in Pocatello, Idaho, sold the one in Colorado. And then the one in North Carolina is still going. I don't own the one in North Carolina which is something I learned throughout that whole opening up the first three, I do not want to own. So what I wanted to do was find people that want to help people in this capacity and help them open one. And so that's what I did with the one in North Carolina. So Amy Clist, she she owns that one over there in North Carolina. Have you gone out there to visit? Oh, yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. And you also were doing wellness for the county as well, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I did that for eight years. I would say that that was my W two corporate vibe. You said you stopped teaching, and then you went in. So then, where about that transition? You went into wellness, and you're already familiar and acclimated within that school system. So yeah, for the and, the, and that program was for all the staff. You know, there are like 4,500 staff members plus dependents, which was like 12,000 people on their insurance. Which was my job was to go in and lower behavior health claim, right? So there's a 54 million dollar expenditure at that time on healthcare. And that is taxpayer money. And a lot of those claims that are being paid by the taxpayers for these individuals' healthcare plans are not necessarily medically needed things. So if I can go in and change how, you know, someone has low back discomfort or, you know, a headache, shouldn't go to the ER, right? But this is what was happening. People are going to the ER, racking up a bill that's crazy. But guess what? They have great insurance. So we're only paying, you know, you a fraction of that. And yeah, so taxpayers are paying the difference. And I think that a lot of people yeah. don't realize that, that that does affect us overall. Like that's part of yeah. what contributes to our economy. Yeah, exactly. 
Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Holy You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Holy You on Facebook and at Happy Holy You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon. Thank you.